Right. Hey everybody, welcome to KBM Live. Uh, 8.02, we're way ahead of schedule, doing good tonight, so uh, thanks for taking time to jump on here with us. Uh, got my partner up there, Ryan Lambert, I'm Jeff Malott, we're your hosts for the show. I don't want to ever say co-host again, that offended you that one time, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but we're, we're excited to have uh, two awesome guests in here tonight. We've got uh, KBN OG. Christine Fisher, friend of the program. She's been on here a few times, and then we're, we're proud, proud to welcome uh, Trey Zaldane, Bassmaster Open Pro, in here. We're going to touch on a bunch of, uh, I won't say they're difficult issues, but issues would need to be talked about and then go over some stuff that, uh, you know, that's, that's been kind of a hot-button topic out there for some time. But uh, let's start it off and, and, and just say thanks for coming on here and, and doing this with us, guys. No problem at all. Yeah. Everybody away. We're happy to be here. Get some Red Bull. Yeah, we're, we're live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we talked about having you all on about this topic for a little bit now. And a few weeks ago, there was a, a David Dudley video that dropped. And it was kind of kind of a clickbaity thumbnail and, and title. But something that got said in there was, uh, is there a barrier to women fishing or more more specifically tournament fishing and on the on the higher levels and i don't know that there is uh but opposite of that what did you guys face as you got into the competitive part of this sport did you face any obstacles was there was there any kind of resistance because you were female anglers trying to get into this go ahead I mean, Trey. yeah you go ahead and start on this one i don't know i mean Yes and no, but I think that that's for whether you're a guy or a girl. But I think the big thing is, um, I wouldn't call it obstacles, but you're like a fly in milk bowl. We kind of lost your audio there, Trey. Christine, you want to pick, pick that up? Yeah, I, I kind of I, I lost you a little bit there too, Trey. Um, I, I'll just be for me. You guys can get her out. You figure it out. Um, as far as obstacles go, I, I wouldn't say, um, the only thing that I've ever really struggled with, and this goes for the entirety of my career and then just working in the, the fishing. And I, I worked in the fishing industry for years before I started tournament fishing was just being taken seriously by people that didn't know me. Um, that was, that was really only the, the, the big thing, um, getting into it, but you know, on, on the kayak side of things, just competing on the level that I compete on. Uh, it was just the, the mere fact of it was difficult to really be taken seriously. And I felt that a lot. You know, I'd have people ask me on the water. Um, like I had a guy at the Seminole tournament that came up and asked me if women were allowed to compete in this tournament. And I was like, yeah, I competed. And he's like, man, things have, things are changing. And I said, yes, they are. <laughs> it was just, just little stuff like that. You know, it's really the only uh, but that's to be expected. I, I don't think that's that's necessarily a huge obstacle by any means. But, Trey, I'm sure you can probably add to that. Yeah, totally. Um, what I was saying, and I probably cut out, you're like, a, when you're the only girl, you're like a fly, you know, in a bowl of milk. You just stick out. So that just, I'm going to call it obstacles, but everyone's always, like, analyzing every little thing you do. So it makes things that normally I don't think the guys, like, understands like you have to be like cognizant of how you do things and and it and that becomes a little bit of an obstacle but um but i kind of agree with christine it's um more so that no one takes you seriously <laughs> at all yeah 
Yeah, I was going to say, you know, financially, it's all the same, right? I mean, right. boats, gear, entry fees, it's all the same. But <laughs> you guys uh, trying to be taken serious, I guess. People that know you, I mean, Ryan and I, you know, we fish with Christine many, many times now, and she's taken our money more times than we want to admit. So <laughs> we, we don't, it's just, a, it's just an afterthought. We don't even think about that. And there's a lot of other female anglers that do this. Well, not a lot, but a good amount out there doing the same thing. But uh, yeah. it's still most, odd. Oh, go ahead, Trish. Yeah. With most guys, too, especially in the beginning, they just wanted my number. Right. Like, or they'd be like, <laughs> hey, you want to go fish? But it wasn't to actually fish. It was to, like, you know, see if they could get a date out of it. Slap know? in them DMs. Yeah. Something <laughs> <laughs> you know, about fishing. Oh, smooth. Always, yeah. Keep, yeah. always keep your feet covered in every Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I learned my lesson the hard way there. There's some uh, social media that brings out the best and worst of people, <laughs> as we've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Like, you know, to add on that, just the other day, we were out after uh, the tournament with uh, doing some stuff for Hobie, and it was me and uh, the camera guy in a Hobie kayak, and there was one other, Jody Queen was there. And there were four bass boats throughout the day that came up. Um, we were all fishing this little lake in Georgia. And every single one of those boats, they had to go right by me. And they went to either the camera guy who didn't even have a rod in his hands or in his boat or to Jody and asked them how the fishing was. They passed right by me every single time. And it's little stuff like that. It's like nobody ever asked me when I'm on the water. They don't ask me how, how, what the bite is or what's, you know, what's going on. They literally go past me and go to the, the guy in the kayak and say, hey, how's it been? Where, what are the fish doing? And it's just little stuff like that, that maybe I just noticed that. And it just, you know, it's been that way forever. And that kind of gets to me sometimes. Um, but I guess that, you know, it is what it is. Do both of you let that drive you also? Yeah, I would say for me, like in the beginning, maybe like there's a little chip on my shoulder little bit like I felt like an outsider um, in the beginning. Now I don't because for me, I, I've, I think I've gotten over it and I've gotten comfortable in my own skin enough where I'm just like, whatever, you know, like I don't, it just doesn't bother me anymore. But in the beginning, I think I was insecure in my own skill and self a little bit too. And so it really like stuck out to me, you know, like I get offended about everything. Now, right. um, Maybe it, now I wouldn't say it motivates me, but maybe back then just to keep going, you know, in the beginning. Did either one of you have like a an aha moment where you felt like you turned the corner in the tournament world where people are like, yeah, they take me serious now? Like one event, one incident, or just time took care of that? Are you still climbing that? Is it still trying to happen? Um... Uh, you know, in the in my world, like in the kayak thing, like I don't have any of those issues with any of you guys. I feel like you all know me well. I have I, I don't ever have to worry that people don't don't take me seriously when it comes to that. Um, and I think with more with more time in the game, with for both Trait and I, you know, the more that we put ourselves out there and keep competing and have success, um, you know, there's always going to be people that just don't know that that's a that's a stereotype that we're it's never going to be eradicated completely. I don't think. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's too more the guys that don't fish as much or fish right. tournament as much because the guys who are in this with me every day like doesn't bother them at all. They're calling me for information and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
but it's the ones who don't get it, who don't fish the opens, and you know that they're the ones who are who are after me the most. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean. I so how did you how did you get into fishing, Trey? Like how what how did you get into the tournament scene yourself? Yeah, I didn't start fishing tournaments till after college. Um, I fished all of my life. My dad fished tournaments. He was the president of uh, the bass club here where I'm from in Fort Worth for the majority of my childhood. Um, but it wasn't until after college. My dad kind of kept me away from tournament fishing because he didn't want me around like the guys in his club. They were a little <laughs> rowdy. And, uh, and I so I get why he did that. Um, I know he kind of regrets it a little bit now. But um, so when I got out of college and I uh, worked in finance, like started fishing, coming around and fishing like more, you know, coming back to it and stuff. And then uh, one day my dad was just like, why don't you fish a tournament? Like, let's really see what you can do. I was like, you know what? Let's go. Sure. And that's kind of kind of where it started. And then it was done. You know, I couldn't stop. <laughs> and how, how long have you been uh, been in tournament fishing now career wise? So, this is maybe my seventh year in the Opens, around there. I try not to keep count because it gets discouraging. <laughs> 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 so, but I started... You're still there, though. That's yeah. Good. yeah. You're, still, you're still grinding. I started pretty, like, pretty early in my tournament fishing career in the Opens, and that may have been a mistake, but it's what I did, and, you know, that's the decision I chose, and back then... Maybe I should have made a different choice there, but I didn't, and so it is what it is. I've learned a lot. <laughs> we got uh, Clifton Allen in the comments, Christine. He said, Christine taught me not to judge women anglers because her and others would kill me on the water. <laughs> is that like a physical killing? I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> well, yeah, probably that Clif too, to be honest with you. Clifton means it in a literal, literal sense, I'm sure. So thanks, Clifton. <laughs> Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's pretty funny one of y'all brought up social media a little bit ago so we want to get to this this is kind of a touchy subject but social media you know has made fishing very very popular <laughs> i would say but, you know the rise. Yeah. and here we are on a social media platform doing this little live podcast but social media has made fishing probably popular more popular than it's ever been i don't know with, uh, just with all the exposure but then you've also got a million different people guys and girls but but girls in kind of a unique way, ladies, trying to trying to kind of cut out a space for themselves, and they're doing it in a variety of ways that I don't know. Do we agree with that? Do we not? They're they're coming off like professional anglers, and they're not professionals, uh, claiming to be something they're not, or using methods to gain notoriety that kind of uh, I hate to say I wouldn't call them offensive, but they're kind of questionable methods to to gain popularity <laughs> on the fishing scene. So I mean, what do you guys? think about that do you think that's a problem is it is it something that that is holding women back i mean that's a discussion we definitely wanted to have tonight want me to start or do you want to start i see her look oh, on trade's face she was ready to say something. She, she's ready to chomp at the bit go ahead trade i'll follow this one up um so obviously i i have an issue with it to an extent like i'm down for anyone who wants to fish and i support it like where you are a beginner wherever you are in your career, because I was at that point at some time in my life. Um, but those methods of, like, pretending you're a professional fisherman, like, I make all of my income endemically, and I make a pretty good living. And, 
and uh, I do some fish. Kind of lost my your feed there for a second. Start maybe. again. Sorry, guys. Oh, there you're good now. Okay. It's, uh, it's just kind of. Okay, my. Yep. So um, I don't know what y'all heard of that, but uh, I um, I don't care where you are. You're at in your career. Like more power to you. Like I, I've been there. I've I had to start somewhere. I had to hustle somewhere. But I do get really upset when people go to sponsors and present themselves as females that fish professionally. When half the time they don't even fish tournaments. Um, that does get to me because I, and it's, maybe I take it too personal, but I put so much into this and I don't even call myself a professional angler and I make a good living endemically and I don't, I would never call myself that, but I'm also married to an elite angler. So maybe that's why, maybe I'm, I'm a little biased and my views skewed, but I get offended when when women portray themselves and I feel like it happens a lot more than it does with a man maybe not um as someone in the industry they're not as like a voice of the industry or like they've done something when when no females made the elites and you don't see you know like like how are you saying that you know that does get to me Ryan we don't have any guys doing that do we <laughs> Man, scroll through them. Scroll through them pro fishing pages real quick. <laughs> it, it, you know, it does happen on that side too, but it seems like when it's a female, the the spotlight shines a little bit more. A little maybe. harder, right? Of flying a a bowl of milk, yeah, so yeah. Um, it, it's it's easier. It's a lot easier for for females to to get that that attention and the opportunities. I mean, it's, it just is. That's the, the reality of the game and um, kind of things that I've got a problem with. It's, it, I think it's really tough because how do, you, how do you address this topic without coming off like you don't support women in fishing? That it's such a tough thing to address and talk about. But it's, it's like when I hear, you know, I, I've got a gal that reaches out to me and she's like, I literally just taught a woman who's never fished before a vertical jigging class. And she went out and did it with, you know, and then got a vertical, got a jig sponsor the next day. And she's the, she's speaking for this company <laughs> or like. Um, a, a huge, one of the biggest names in this in the industry, one the industry titan, this company. I know the marketing guy real well. He reached out to me a couple of months ago, and he's like, "Man, these women that my company sponsors and were were portrayed to me as these quote unquote badass anglers." He's like, "I went and fished with them," and he's like, "I, I couldn't. I was appalled. Like I, they couldn't. They not only could they make just like cast. They 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 couldn't talk technique. They couldn't talk skill. They couldn't. They could. They didn't know how to talk about the reels that were that we're dealing with. And I'm. It's like that. It it just it it makes it so much harder for those that are that are grinding and trying to be that that knowledgeable that you know talented professional angler one day. Um, it, it, it's a fine line. And I'm okay with um like girls out there hustling trying to get sponsors. Um, I'm a big fan of Gary B because I feel like I, I see a lot of things the same way as him. And his big thing is just say your flaws, just like put them out there. Like what you're not right. good at, put them out there. And that's how I started off. Like whenever I was going after sponsors, like, look, I haven't done anything. I want to do something, you know, like, 
but a lot of women aren't admitting where they are yet, you know, their position, they're like creating, you know, this, this fantasy angler. And, and then the, there are companies that aren't vetting them. And I, I think like the companies don't even care. They just want a girl. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's it's like, is that the company's fault? Have the companies, like I, I post this on my Instagram today, has our industry settled? Because there aren't enough of the, of what they, of the caliber of angler that they need. So they just, they're, they're settling for what's there. And these, these, a lot of these women are regurgitating this information that's given to them. And it's not, everybody can call BS immediately. So does that make women as a whole, does that set them back from being taken seriously? Or... Is it good just to get women yeah. out there? You know, it's like, what? what is it? That's the debate, right? Like That is the debate. Want girls out there um, because it's good. It's good to have a girl there, you know? I'm kind of losing like, our audio again. But, you, you know, going back to that, that David Dudley yeah. video... Why aren't there more? Y'all just froze. There Why aren't there more women Like, why fishing? aren't there more real anglers? You know, why is there such a small percentage of women anglers that, that take it seriously like y'all do? I think there's an intimidation factor. Yeah, I think that goes more than just fishing. That, And it's just, it's like most women, it's just how you're raised and stuff. Like big equipment, things like that. You're taught like a man does that or you need help doing that. And so it's like almost ingrained that fishing something you need someone to help you do. And it's not right, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. You know, because I'm sure like Trey the same way. I, I was raised very differently than a lot of a lot of people out there. Very differently. I was very independent. You know, I, I did a lot of the stuff on my own and my parents kind of brought me up a lot differently than people are, are brought up. And I think that kind of contributes to my drive and my just, there's nothing in my mind that I can't do. And I think for a lot of women, intimidation, like Trey said, I mean, that's huge. Just not feeling that they're confident or that they can do it or that it's, it wasn't their role type of deal. And, and there's a lot of information out there and it, it's almost so much like it's overwhelming, you know? And so then it's just easier just to not go fishing, you know? So do you think, I mean, you talk about how, how people are raised with the kind of culture that kids are raised in now where a lot of it is iPads and, you know, video games, electronics and, and in, indoor stuff. Do you think that's going to impact the industry where there are less girls fishing or because of the social media and influencers and all this stuff, is this making making more girls gravitate toward toward the outdoor industry where it's kind of, you know, a novelty item almost to where, the, you know, these companies are like, oh, my gosh, like, that's a girl and she can do this? Like, yeah, sure. We, you know, I, I don't know which – how do you see it going? Like, I mean, do you think it's positively or negatively impacting the, the growth of females in, in the outdoor industry? I think it's positive – Anytime more women are fishing, it's positive. Like, even when I'm offended by some of the stuff going on on social media, <laughs> it's still positive, right? They care about fishing in some capacity. And that's positive, but I but think... But do they? 
That's another question. Or, or is it, or is it self? I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Do they care about fishing, or is it all about perpetrating self gain and the 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 insta fame and all this? There, there's that part of it too. How many, like you said, right? If social media was gone tomorrow, how many of those women would be fishing tomorrow? And that and is the question. That is the question, but I think there. Okay, so like this is like I get in these deep thoughts. So let's say social media. <laughs> We have all this social media and all those clickbait women, and they're gone tomorrow. But how many people are fishing that we don't see because they were inspired on social media that they don't want clickbait and they created an account? They they never created an Instagram, but they saw or they have an Instagram and don't post, but they saw one of our posts and they went fishing, right? Right. So I just think you know, like the fly in the milk thing that you know. It's <laughs> this is popular in Texas, isn't it? Flies and milk. I, I was just in that. I'm never going to be able to drink too. milk again, probably. There's a couple couple comments coming through. One of them was a, a Alicia commented and said she was recently passed over for a sponsorship, even though she's a very good, accomplished female angler herself, for somebody that had a – that was – well, she used the word prettier. So she had a different look, even though she was not maybe the same angler that Alicia was. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely a problem out there, right? It, and I, it's on the companies, right? One thing I have learned, and I, me and Christine have talked about this, is um, the big companies with the big budgets, they see through that BS. Like, they're not spending on those anglers. They're not spending on many women anglers, period. Mm -hmm. But because they don't, they know the game and they don't respect most women, you know, um, they're very careful in how they do it. Um, so um, maybe the smaller deals that are there, maybe don't, but bigger companies. Yeah, I, I, we keep losing our audio there. Maybe sorry, sorry, Trey. Oh, no worries. My internet is terrible. Oh, it's I live in the boonies. It's not mine this time? It's awesome. <laughs> no, we, we caught the beginning yeah, I, and the end of it, but you're good now. Okay. I think that a lot of those, uh, a lot of what a lot of women don't realize is they get upset when they see these women. And you have to understand, a lot of those women, I, I, I would be willing to bet that all of, almost all of the bikini women aren't actually sponsored anglers. They may get like paid endorsements for making a post, but I, I will about put my life on it that a lot of these women aren't actual paid sponsored anglers. Um, the, the companies that actually are sponsoring anglers, like Trey said, aren't, aren't buying into that kind of stuff at all. Uh, Alicia commented and said, very true, Trey, that was a small company that did that. So there you go. Your theory holds true. Yeah. Uh, James Strawbridge said something that I think might fire Christine up. He said, what about the women's bass tour? There was one there was one out there for a while. I was followed it, it was fun. Where is it now? And I and I'll tell you right now, I don't think there's a place for that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But 
But what do you guys well, think about I, that? Well, hold on. I, I got I to gotta start with this one because I, I initially I would have agreed with that. Um, but I had, I had three or four of the women that competed on that message me today, <laughs> actually. And the reason that, and I didn't know this, so I'm going to shed some light just briefly. The reason that was, and, and I, I do not agree that there, there was a classic spot that was awarded for two years. Uh, one of the women, the angler of the year, that women's deal. I don't agree with that at all. I still don't yeah, agree with that. I, don't, I think that's, a, that, that's yeah. not, yeah. I 100% do not agree with the spot being awarded there. But with the LBAA, what, what that was created was for these women that that couldn't um, couldn't compete in the in the opens or the the professional tours because of uh, family, kids didn't have the money to do it. So it was kind of like a, a league for these women that uh, I'm trying to remember how it was awarded. But it 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 gave me a little bit more insight on it. Um, and it, it kind of was a family for them and, and just a way and a, an outlet yes. for them to, for to feel like they could. Right. Yeah. So um, where I think if you want to be a, a true professional and be, you know, qualified to be a professional angler, you've got to compete against everybody. I do truly believe that. But I also, after having those conversations with these women, see the need for organizations like that as well. So you're saying that, yeah. that wasn't set up as a as a you're not good enough to compete with us thing. It was just an alternative. Oh, it was just an alternative. A okay. Yeah, I, yes. I, yep. I have no I have no problem with the LBAA either. You know, I've even thought about maybe fishing a tournament here and there when I could. I just have a crazy schedule. Really nice women. Everyone I've ever interacted with has been great. Yeah, they're great. For, All of them. Yeah, but for me, I'm here to make a living and. Um, and I got a fish in the opens. That's the biggest platform I can put myself in um, for my sponsors right now, um, and that's what I got to do. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, so here we're sitting here talking about all this stuff. Is this tough to talk about? Are you guys kind of pressured to leave this alone and not bring this kind of stuff up? Or I mean, how does that go? Yeah, it's like a taboo topic. Like every time you guys know, every time I make a post about this, I'd lose like a ton of followers. People would yell at me. I was like this huge black sheep of the female freaking angling community. You just it's super it, tough to talk about. It's tough because you want women to know that you support women's fishing. Like, like you like. It's crazy because I don't want anything to ever happen to women's fishing, and I want to do my best to make sure as many women can like have the ability to go fish as possible but then there are like situations that you know you want to speak up and if you speak up then you hate women and that is not the the thing i don't uh i don't want women portraying themselves in ways that they aren't you know that's my issue <laughs> and there's only yeah. those you know when i say that you know but they do it in such big ways that it impacts everybody <laughs> That, it does. Like, it's it's tough. That's Sorry, kind of our, our cancel culture. When people get outraged, they start, you know, yeah. throwing blanket terms at you. But. I mean, I I, I have a product line that I build for women. Like all I care about is women's fishing. That's all I care about. That's what I, I think about that more than I think about my husband. Sorry, Chris, but <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, in when you care about something, you have to have standards. And you have to want what you care about to be better and to evolve into something great. And to have standards means you have to speak up, you know? 
yeah to, to for change in order in order for change to happen the, the the tough discussions have to be had and someone's got to pioneer that and someone's got to talk about it and someone has to address it um, or it becomes stagnant and I think it's a it's a healthy thing to talk about um, and there, there was a lot of really good discussion about this today like through the post and reading the comments and a lot of people are like oh my gosh I'm so happy this is going to be talked about because no one talks about it oh yeah I think there's uh, what we have to address is like the stereotype, right? There's a stereotype out there of women's fishing. And unfortunately, there are a lot of women who are in the public eye because of social media living up to that stereotype. And, and they're the ones out there saying, you know, we're not a stereotype, but yet they are living up and doing exactly what that <laughs> stereotype is. Well, that's it, exactly it. And it's harder, then it becomes harder to defy that stereotype because the majority I hate to say this but so many of them out there that have these giant voices in the industry embody that stereotype to a T and it is frustrating to say the least I, I can't tell you how many times I get an email or a phone call or a text from companies in the industry involving it's generally like the same women um, and they're living up to the stereotype, you know, and what I don't, it's tough, you know, it's tough. You know, uh, it's some of the comments coming in. Jareth, Jareth, uh, cop just said it's more acceptable for a male to leave the family and fish tournaments all the time. The worldly living would still freak out if the woman leaves the family to fish. It's a sad thing that it's still that way. You think that's one of the obstacles that keeps some women from getting involved in this? Oh, a hundred percent. I had a hater one time. I was on iGlive show, and he commented that I need to go home and spread my legs. What? Forgive me for saying Ooh. that. Oh, it was Ooh. a whole <laughs> talk about it when I said that. Wow. <laughs> what? Did, did, I, did, you, did, you, did you freeze out there? Wow. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Your audio was yeah, loud no, and clear. Yeah, that yeah, but that's yeah, what was you, said. You, um, that was a comment. That I was told is I need to go home. And, <laughs> and he said I was doing my husband no good not having babies let me let me go back doing to something that uh, yeah. miss, miss Malat was in the, my wife was in the comments earlier and her comment was men are the worst and i think she was right with that uh with that comment right there wow yeah that's pretty you know, I'll, I'll that's pretty i, I went on iLive yeah. and brian the carpenter told me the same thing when i was on there i don't know i don't know if that relates or not but <laughs> but, it's, it's, but I'll say this like um, the longer I've been out here the more receptive people have gotten and 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 the more they you know co more comfortable I've gotten with a bunch of dudes too and that's a key part like I'm just fishing and I have to remind myself that you know like I do run a pink boat so I stick out a little bit but I I try like to blend outside of that to blend in as much as possible and just keep my head down <laughs> Outside the pink boat. <laughs> Christine, do you have a pink Hobie on the way? I say stay tuned, 2020. <laughs> Summer. Tuned. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to stick with green for now. But I, I do right. think okay. a lot of women, you know, you've, you, you've got kids and stuff, and that's something me and Christine don't have, so we have a little bit of a freedom to travel around and do this. And that's just you know, part of it. So what about women so, maybe watching this that are just getting into the sport? Would you steer them away from trying to build social media first, build your skills first, and then come with social media, or do it all at the same time? 
build your social media with your skills, like by all, posting. All at once, like own your beginner status and build it. Together. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Own it. Post, Be transparent. Like I'm starting, you know, and and like your post should should journal your your journey. Yeah, that sounded stupid. But no. you should journal your journey. <laughs> I like it. That, that <laughs> makes more sense. That makes more sense. <laughs> oh, log, you know, your date, what you're doing. You know, log your journey. Put it out there. Um, dude, that's the one. I have a fan base because I'm so open about what I'm going through. People love that because they identify with it. I 100%, you know, I know the Googans and the YouTubers get hate. But I've always said the reason why they blew up in the beginning was because they didn't know what they were doing and people could relate because the people watching don't know what they are doing. So it was like a beginner <laughs> teaching a beginner. Even though they didn't admit it, that's what was going on. And and I think if more people did that and just accepted I'm a beginner, it'd be better for them in the long run. You got plenty of, plenty of experts out there. It's better content to follow the, the up-and-comers, I think. I agree. Just own it. I would love to see content like that. It's because it's it's transparent and it's vulnerable and like some like sometimes when I do my tournament recaps, people like the videos where I don't do very good more than the ones that I, I have success. You know, when I'm like, Wow, that was a stupid decision, like why did I do that? People are like, they, I love that. They I did means you're, you're they identify because we're identify. all stupid. <laughs> they learn too. They learn from you, right? And that mm -hmm. That's a huge part of what the good part of social media is learning something that you can actually use in life and apply. Right. Ryan, I cut you off a minute ago. What were you about to say, buddy? I have no idea, no Jeff. Idea. I'm just enjoying it here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it, man. I'm sorry, I brother. I, I, I got mid sentence. It was profound. I know. Bring it, bring it back. It bring was it back. profound. I apologize. I was. We <laughs> In there with what you guys time. said to me, and it just totally messed the flow up. My no, bad. No, no, you did. You know, <laughs> you know, a lot of great comments coming in. Uh, people saying that you, uh, Susie Roloff, Captain Fields in the comments, uh, Barbara Harris is in the comments. So, you know, that, that's something else. Do you guys have a, a female angler role model out there that you've looked up to or has mentored you along the way that you've met out there while you're while you're trying to do this? I uh, I talked especially um not so much last year but um for several years with christiana bradley she used to fish the eastern open she's the highest finishing female in an open i think she got fourth on douglas one year um she's out of virginia um i've she's a good person to talk to she gets it she just has a career she works for geico and her schedule doesn't let her fish as much she used to fish the WBT, and then, of course, um, Pale Martin Wells, I don't know her, but I've read the stories and the stuff about when she was, she went to Lake Fork, gave up everything, and went out to Lake Fork in her early 20s just to fish, and I had mad respect for that, you know, when I was starting. Yeah, absolutely. Pam Martin Wells is one that I've, I've always kind of, you know, known and, and read a lot of her stuff, um, and then, you know, just like, just recently, uh, Y'all probably saw Kate Fields' video. Um, she came and fished the Lake Fork tournament and caught her personal best, 19 inch, and com yeah. she completely owns being a newbie. But that one, you know, she 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 traveled. She flew to Georgia 
borrowed Ryan's kayak, drove 30 hours to Lake Fork, and competed in her two first giant national tournaments by herself. Like, how is that not just, I mean, that, I see me in that, and yeah. I see just that inspiring so many other people. And so that that's, you know, people that are brand new in the sport have the power to, to be inspiring. And that from Kate catching her, her personal best and hearing that excitement, I mean, you can't, you can't beat that kind of stuff. That's inspiring every day. I got mad respect for women who do that, who are just like, dude, I'm going to jump in a tournament and get after it. And if I get my butt whooped, I get my butt whooped. And that's something that I would encourage men, like, not to rip women so hard that are doing that because they are legit trying. You know, what else do you want from them, you know? Right. Oh, trust me, we got plenty of dudes that are trying as well. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and there's plenty of us getting our butt whooped on a regular yeah. basis too. Like <laughs> I was I was trying really hard. Unfortunately, that comes with the territory. We all were, Jeff. We all were. Yeah, we were really trying. It didn't work out. We were trying. Lake Fork pickle beast. Ryan, you see that that comment from James? Uh yeah. So he's going to know if uh, if you guys will if you if you guys if you ladies will switch it up. Trade if you'll put Christine in the boat and uh, throw oh. you in a kayak and fish a tournament. I'm down. Totally. All right. I'll throw her the keys to my boat. <laughs> oh, boy, Trey, you, you put a lot of faith in me. <laughs> I'll probably sink your kayak, but... I'll probably sink your boat, no, and that's a little no, more expensive. Have you ever seen Christine <laughs> drive? I don't know. Yeah, say, she ain't seen my driving record yet, but I'll be good. I'll be good. I got insurance. <laughs> Uh, that's we're gonna we go and we gonna need it. I got liability only on my kayak, so just take her easy. <laughs> that would be awesome to see though. Get you yeah. on the other So Raph kind of Vargas asked. He asked an interesting question. He said, "So you've got a new female kayak angler on the scene, and she's contacted by a company to represent them. Is it wrong for her to accept it? I wouldn't think no. so, but." No, not at all. I mean... Hey, dude, I hustled early in my career, right? Um, you can't fault someone for being given an opportunity and taking it at all, you know? People get mad at me because of, you know, the sponsorships I have. I'm not going to turn down an opportunity, you know? That's... I don't blame a woman for that. Now, if a woman is misrepresenting herself, different story, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I do think that that women should be selective. Um, I, I say this a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of companies that reach out, and I, you know, when it comes to sponsorships and, and partnerships, I think it's it's really smart. Like we don't want to be collecting them like we would like baseball cards, right? That just gets kind of tacky. I think it's important to really evaluate the company and make sure it's a product that you believe in, that you can get behind, that you, you know the people, you know their values, what they stand for. Um, I try to always tell the gals that reach out, you know, don't just step back when it comes to all this stuff and really think about it before, before jumping on. I learned that the hard way early on. Um, but I don't think it's, you know, women get a lot of opportunities and it can be a really difficult field to navigate. And like Trey said, there's a lot of jealousy from the guys you know, that kind of comes with that. They're like, man, I wish, I wish I could get this or get that and insinuating that we got it because we're females. And that, that's, that sucks for me. And yeah. I'm sure it does for trait too. Like I want to, I'm like, I'm trying to earn it. I'm working my tail off. I'm putting videos out there. I'm fishing tournaments. I'm putting content out. Like I'm not, you know, I want to make sure what's coming to me is, is earned. I know that's really, it, it's tough sometimes. 
sometimes to, to kind of deal with that, though. I don't I know. Think, I think that um, it is easier for a female to get their foot through the door initially with a company, mm -hmm. but it's harder to actually get <coughs> sponsorship and grow with that company. Like, they'll give you a discount or maybe some free product, but, like, in a legit deal, it's, I think it's harder in, uh, in some, you know. And I, I think, I think some of yeah. the animosity that comes from, from men in the industry is they'll see a female angler come in and, and start doing well, and then, you know, they, they have all these sponsors, you know, <laughs> chasing yeah. them down, throwing stuff at them, and, and the, this guy's like, I've been tournament fishing for 10 years, you know, I've got, <laughs> I've got 40 wins, she's got one top 10, you know, like, but but it's, I think it's, that yeah. kind of causes a lot of it, you know, I think, and I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's right, but I'm saying I think that insecurity, I, I guess, or, you know, I don't think it's an it, it is an, opportu an opportunity thing. I don't think it's an insecurity with dudes. I think it's that there are a lot of guys that don't understand, like, companies and it's business, right? There are only so many niches you can fill. There are a lot of dudes that can catch them a lot. There aren't that many females that can catch them. And yeah, so yeah. you have to meet each niche. And if you're the white southern dude who can catch them, there's a lot of white southern dudes who can catch them. <laughs> You've got to, like, you know, start bringing in some KVD stats to, to look different. Mm -hmm. You've yeah. got different. You have to be different. That's, yeah. that's just it and everything. You have to find a way to set yourself apart. Like Jim Clark. Yeah. And you know what? Like Jim Clark. How many, uh, how many lady anglers would trade a few... Uh, you know, maybe a few small sponsors for a dude not to walk past them at the boat ramp straight to somebody else to ask them what they're biting on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, there's a trade-off there. Yeah. yeah there's there is. And cons. There is. Always. Mm -hmm. There are pros to being a female, and there are cons. One of the mm -hmm. cons definitely. Is, you know, using the restroom on the boat. That's a con. <laughs> Dudes don't have to. <laughs> women have to deal with it, you know? Oh, boy. That's true. I'm just saying. Dudes yeah. don't have to have babies, you know? We had a, I'll be honest, we had a little bit of a pregnancy scare, you know, a couple of months ago, and I had my calendar out counting the months to see <laughs> when the tournament <laughs> fell and what. Oh, gosh. Running that open, I think, open I, can deliver, I, think I can deliver between these two. I should that's, have it down. That's really the conversation that occurred. Me and Chris are looking at the calendar saying, so it should be right in there, right? She's looking at the, the, maternity, the maternity ward at Gunnersville to see if it's highly rated or not. Uh -huh. Exactly. Pros <laughs> and cons. Latanya well, Booth said, "Fish don't care who's up there fishing, who's holding the pole." That's right. I mean, yeah. And that's that's what this game is: is you against the fish. Just social media has brought another aspect, right? You can't just push product anymore. You got to be genuine. People see through the product pushers now. It's changed that environment. Social media is, you know, exploited, or as you would say, exploited everything. So um, social media is good. It, our industry needed it. Yeah. You know, it's forced us to speak a lot of truths we weren't. No more flying lures and stuff like that, you know. It's helped it grow, you know, it's helped it grow with growth is supply and demand. And I just think that there, the supply was high for, for legitimate female anglers and, um, or not supply, sorry, demand and the supply necessarily wasn't quite there and which it resulted in kind of what a lot of our topics were tonight. 
Um, but like we said, you know, transparency and just owning where you're at, there's definitely a need for that with men and women alike. Yeah. And I, I agree. Say so there's plenty out there still. I mean, there's not a lot of legit female anglers, but there's enough that are still trying to climb that ladder. So, you know, maybe they can use this as some inspiration tonight to try to, to just keep plugging along uh, and get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Totally. See, just because you're a woman does not mean you're supposed to have kids. That just came in from Susie Roloff. That's true. You don't have to. Uh, let's see. My husband really wants kids right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Angie Scott only associate with companies you truly believe in and have a real relationship with that's true for anybody not just female English Angie mm-hmm. Scott yeah, for sure. yeah. she's solid yeah and Angie's a, she's awesome yeah, if you guys are watching uh, keep throwing a comment or questions out there we've got these these two for a little bit longer uh, we'll try to get the questions to them as fast as we can see them uh, you know something that you just released it's been a, a whole month or so ago, Christine, is that the uh, women's fishing experience? It's going to come back around in yes. 2020? Uh, it is. You want to touch on that for a minute? Yeah. Um, so I don't know the date uh, because I don't. I can't remember the date. Uh, it's in September. I know that. Someone can probably comment when it is. But uh, it's going to be really big this year. That, that was kind of a, a neat deal. We had 52 women from all over the United States come to that. And... Uh, a lot of the gals I know watching attended last year. Susie's helping me out. She was incredible. Amanda Brandon, Holly from California, um, Heather from Maine, Kathy from Georgia. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a really good event. And uh, Kate Field from Utah is going to be there. Um, we, we, we had a lot. And a couple of the guys, Garrett Morgan, I know, came from Arkansas and helped me put on these classes. But that was such, a, such an impactful way to kind of not only give back, but to encourage and share and kind of, you know, lift each other up in this whole thing, no matter where we're coming from, no matter what experience levels or what what our goals are. And this at Lake Fork, the, the result of that, we had the most women at a national event that we've ever had. I think there were nine of them at Fork. That's huge. That's awesome. um, and half of them came to that event, you know. And I think that... Uh, we're hoping that I think that's I think we're, we've heard it, that number is going to double. I think we'll have like a hundred women coming to that event this year. So it's a uh, it's a great thing. I hope you guys can check it out. We have our page. Chase Tanner just made us look cool with a new graphic, which is awesome. Um, Amanda's got all the info on that. Like I said, I, I'm not the planner. I just teach the classes. Um, it's I think it's someone probably put the date down there but i hope i hope all the gals listening I hope a lot of them can make it um it's a great event we had there were a lot of laughs a lot of tears thanks garrett at this last one so uh it'll be uh, i hope everybody can make cry. that out and everybody cried i was bawling my eyes out it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> garrett cried garrett was crying at, oh my gosh it was great it was great yeah i know he's sensitive man. <laughs> uh, yeah he 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 got that Susie commented it's 20, September 24th to the 28th. Susie oh, I was wrong. Okay, that's right. And it's yeah. back, back in Missouri, right? Yeah, Branson, uh, Table Rock is going to be our host this year, which is, is going to be nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Table Rock, it's a whole beautiful area up there. Uh, pretty central in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, for everybody to get to. So that, that, be what is the date? September 28th? 24th. 24th through the 28th. Yeah, it's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The uh, KDN um, Live MVP, Katie Backus, dropping the links in there right now. She's in there. 
Always like, on she's top always on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Every, every time. I don't know how. She's like a mind reader with that, with them links. Yeah. She's got your website and the Facebook event in there already. Good job, Katie. Appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, she's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 2020 is really just getting started. What about y'all have coming up tournament-wise? I got Louisville. I'm going to the Classic, you know, obviously. And then I got Louisville as my next one. It's an open right down the street from my house, which is good. Yeah. You're going to work the floor at the Classic? That is nice and close. Yeah. Yeah, I got to work. <laughs> uh I've got like uh, three hours, I think, each day um, with like Skeeter and Yamaha and Carhartt. Um, but I try to be a wife too. I try and balance it, you know. So yeah, a lot of people it gets are, a little, gets a little interesting because I got a dog too that rolls with me. He'll be there in the yeah. booth with me. <laughs> a lot of people put money on Chris for this one. Uh, don't say that. I'm not listening. <laughs> How did you two meet? We met at Table Rock. Well, he really? was messaging me before that for months, and I wasn't responding. Like, totally. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Is he one of the creeps in the Boy, DMs? Boy, we've heard this, we've heard this story fishing? a time or two. Yeah, he was a, a, D, a creep in the DM. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then, so I was fishing an open, my, my second open at Table Rock, and he rolls up on the dock like, Hi, I'm Chris Aldane, like he was somebody. And I was like, who? You know? And he's like, I've been... I've been sending you messages, and uh, so then I went home, had a really good smile, and he's cute. So I went back yeah. to the cabin and, and looked in my DMs and found him, and I responded. <laughs> and then we, we <laughs> left the, you had left the boy unread the whole time? Come yeah, on, I, man. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, he's the only fisherman I've ever dated, ever. I just, you oh, know, boy. not was not looking for a fisherman, you know? That was going to be my next question. Was, yeah. was that a quality you were you had your eye on? No, not at all. I just wanted to fish, and believe it or not, he we talked for months, and I just, like, kept him in the friend, friend zone, would never meet up with him, and then he's like, I'll come down to Texas, and we actually met at Lake Louisville, and I told him, okay, I'll meet you there, and I took my own boat, and I took my cousin with him and didn't tell him. And showed up this date to set up with my cousin, just in case. Man, yeah. So, Christine, what do you got? You're gonna be at Logan Martin, at Logan Martin next week, right? You're competing. Yep, I'll uh, I'll be competing at Logan Martin with the 260, however many people are gonna be there, um, and maybe like fourth after that for the the second BASS one. You're coming maybe back two down? of those in a row. I might do it. Yeah, oh. you know. Maybe try to get some vengeance there. That's that stupid leg. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I left there thinking about. I think we're selling golf. tickets. We were selling tickets in the uh, parking lot for Logan Martin. So make sure and get your get your pass early so you can unload on time. Hey y'all, comment on something, <laughs> both of y'all, because I've never been there and I've been on the Google Maps. Where are all the freaking ramps? There's not that many. Doesn't look like there are 16, 16 total public, and that includes public pull off launch sites. So do the math, Jeff. Sixteen divided by two forty, uh, or two forty the other way around. You get what I'm saying? It's oh it's gonna God. be it's gonna be a lot of people. I, I can imagine <laughs> wait a minute, probably wait a minute. half of those are the, yeah. the good ramps too. I don't know. Yeah, probably half are good. 
I would assume. Some I don't of them know. are I... pretty blown out. I mean, the the water's been been up. Water's up and moving. Debris and stuff. Yeah, it should be interesting. How about that? They, I, I've been checking the lake levels, and it's down. It's like they're bringing it up, down, up, down, depending on the... Uh, no, I mean, they're running it through as fast as they can. There's so much water upriver, and it's supposed to rain. I don't know if you look at the forecast. Yeah. It's supposed to rain all week next week. Yeah, yep. All week. Get ready. It's, it's going to be fun, but we'll, we'll hang around the class a few days and recover. We'll have a tournament going on on the weekend yeah. once, so we can actually maybe uh, hang out and visit a little bit. So. Are all you guys going to be at the Classic? Yeah, I'm gonna come, we're going to come oh, find yeah. you. I'm going to come find you and shake your hand at the at the Classic trait. I'm going to be hiding in a corner somewhere. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very Just sure. Make Just sure, make sure and DM her first. Okay. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, this this was an awesome interview tonight. Uh, we've been on here dang near an hour. I don't want to keep you all all night long. You probably need to get some rest before we start grinding again with these tournaments coming up. But is there anything else you all want to touch on before we get out of here? Any Anything else you want to uh, notify anyone about, about events coming up or anything like that? I'll, um, I just want to say, like, for the women that are watching, like, if you ever have any questions that I can help on, like, feel free to reach out. Like, I love to help other women, especially, like, women who just don't understand, like, who are overwhelmed and stuff. So if I come off like I'm anti-female, I'm not at all. And don't be afraid to reach out to me. Yeah, I'll I'll echo that and say, you know, anytime anyone's ever reached out, I'll always help. I love sharing what what works for me, what, you know, at tournaments, I'll take the gals fishing, I'll show them exactly what they need to do, and I want everyone to succeed here. It's not just about trait or I, you know, we're we're very supportive of women in general pushing down these barriers and kind of making some changes in this industry, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, Ryan? I know, uh, do we want to talk about, before we get out of here tonight, the, the decision? That we made <laughs> I think we probably should, yeah, we probably should touch on that a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's been a, a crazy week in, in kayak fishing. I don't know. I, I'm not in a hurry to relive this one uh, by a long shot. You know, the big big topic on KBN has been uh, the measuring board, uh, what what they call it, Flexgate or what, yeah. <laughs> 2020. I saw it named, I don't know, man. Uh I mean, the whole thing sucks. Like from from top to bottom, there's there's not a, a good spin you can put on it. Um, I just uh, going to one board, I think, is probably the the best idea. You know, going to the catch board, you you don't have to worry about people trying to manipulate anything. I mean, I guess if you're a really good welder, you could try to modify one. But uh, you know, I, I, I just want to say to everybody, no matter who you are or, you know, if you think you're a big name in the sport or, or not, you got to hold yourself to a high standard. You know, like if, if you're doing something that, that you think might be questionable, just don't do it. Like, and that, that can be with anything. I mean, <laughs> pull up to a beaver pond and see a bass chasing some bait back there. You know, you can't slide over into it. Like you, you have to you have to kind of be cognizant of, of what's happening and, and who's watching because, I mean, this whole thing I, I know has been unpleasant for the Hobie staff, and I feel like it's it's a situation that probably could have been avoided altogether with, you know, with a little forethought put into it. So what happened? Oh, girl. <laughs> okay, I was going to let Let's take you back. Here, but... So we measure fish on, on a – 
on a board, on a big long board. Plastic there's, board. Yeah, so there are two kinds. There's a plastic one and there's a, a metal one. When did the aluminum one come out? Two years a ago? A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, so the plastic one is made of plastic, <laughs> which is very flexible. Uh -huh. So uh, due to the positioning of this board, if, if, you, if you flex on it pretty hard, you can gain a quarter inch or a half inch on on a fish on measuring a fish so you know this there was a, a hobie camera boat that was an, on an angler in a tournament and one of the photos that that came out i think it was mondays when i saw it i was in i was in dallas with duke tran and uh, matthew scotch we were having dinner and all of a sudden our phones just like catch on fire because this you know i guess it had been circulating around some of the texas clubs uh, but it, it, you know, it burned up the internet and, and it's been a huge topic of conversation. Uh, and Hobie just, just made their ruling on it today. Basically, uh, there, there's no fault on the angler they're saying, but they're never going to use those boards again. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of suggesting some different things like have the angler take a polygraph to determine the intent of, you know, this being a violation there wasn't a rule in place necessarily saying do not push down on the board yeah. however there was a rule in place that uh you know referred to ethics and how you conduct yourself so i, I think that's what i'm saying if you think you're you're close to the line like the gray area get out of it like just do do what you know is the right thing and don't don't put yourself in a position to where you know, it, it, something like this could blow up. I mean, it's we're trying to grow this. We're trying to get better. Uh, these tournament series, we're finally getting some big attention. You know, bass stepping up and doing a kayak trail this year. That's huge. That's huge. This is a terrible time to have, you know, some big scandal. And it's a lot more work for the tournament directors. Like, you, we've had to go through in Tennessee, we've had to go through and rewrite all the rules, like, <laughs> now, immediately. I know KBF's done the same thing. Hobie's done the same thing. I mean, that's and it's all, you know, it's all off of one avoidable incident. Yeah, it's kind of like growing when, pains. Yeah, when the guy cut the fish's tail off, there wasn't a rule against it, but once they break the damn rule, you got to you got to rewrite it. So, and then, and this wasn't even a broken written rule. It was just like you said. It's a, a uh, it's a sportsmanship I, I i pointed it back to being like kind of like the new england patriots in football they're always pushing the edge even though they shouldn't uh maybe the houston astros in baseball stealing signs electronically even though stealing <laughs> signs is a thing. i mean if you know you shouldn't do it don't do it and we don't get to this problem so now do we know any of us know if he meant to do that no we don't but it just why put yourself there where you're you know facing the judgment of so many people and trade if you if you you know, you don't kayak fish, you don't understand, but these boards, when you, you know, when you measure a fish in a bass boat, you probably slap that thing on a check-it stick or whatever on the floor, flat. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of people in kayaks do the same thing, but this one in particular, end, the end of it was propped up on the side. With, uh -huh, you know, I was pushing air, on it. Yeah, with air between the, the, the uh -huh. tank well and the board, and it got, it got flexed. I mean, in some pictures, it looked 90 degree flexed. Uh, which, I was impressed, because I didn't think they could bend like that. You know, <laughs> I thought it would snap in half. I learned a lot about the hog trough in the last three days. There's a lot of videos, a lot of tests and graphics. I mean, it was really good, yeah, and now we're not going to use them anymore. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if y'all knew this, but there's a bunch of people on Kayak Bass Nation that are like physicists and scientists and engineers. 
that no way. That's, 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 an, that's another thing. Like, you know, when people are going through stuff like this, like, I, I don't want to say it was just stressful on the attorney guys as far as the directors go. It, I know it's stressful on Ron, too. And, and we all, like, a lot of us know Ron. He travels with us. He, you know, he's he's one of us. Like, he's hanging out with us all the time. Don't just come on here because you have a, a keyboard in front of you and feel like it's your job to, to rip somebody or, or, you know. I mean, this <laughs> this is just as stressful for him as it is everybody else. And, I, again, I'm not saying that this could have been avoided, but he's still a person. Like, you, you gotta yeah, keep that, our, you know, our, keep that our kayak mind. community, like I regard us as, as like a big family, and I'm gonna tell you right now that this has felt nothing like a family for days, and that I can speak for myself and a few of the other people in my tight circle, but this hasn't really felt that good for a while, and I'm I'm not really proud of of any of it for from anybody right now. And I can tell you, I'll, that, I'll say uh, that it seems like, especially on the social media blowups. The uh, I'm gonna call them the traveling tournament regulars, the people that you always see out on the road. I didn't see too many. I saw one guy that that really bothered me that went in on on Ron on there. But most of the people I've seen that really got sideways and inappropriate, I don't really recognize their names, and I haven't seen them out on the tournament scene very much. Uh, but a few people that kind of made shocking comments uh, about the whole thing, and, and you know, I hated to see that. But I think it'll end up being a learning experience for us but right now it's just tough times and we're, we're gonna have to get through it we'll be all right but keep keep your head on a swivel make sure make sure you're not <laughs> doing anything that might be misconstrued you know i, I don't i don't want to go through any of this mess again preferably mm -mm. No. <laughs> uh susie roloff said everybody just has a real bad case of cabin fever and just needs to go fishing <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what Randy say? Uh, he said, "There's a uh, families fight sometimes." That's true, man. It, it happens. So uh, we we can come through this and be okay. But hey, hey, you guys have anything else? I'm gonna wrap this thing up and get us out of here for the night. Awesome discussion well, tonight. I mean, that was amazing. Thank so. you, thank y'all for coming on. Help. Appreciate it. Oh yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and hey, if you guys are gonna uh, hear this on the podcast later, help us out on the podcast and give us a little review. Uh, over on iTunes to uh, help this thing grow. But, hey, we're going to wrap it up. Once again, thank you all for watching, and thank you, Christine and Trey, for coming on here. Ryan, my man, we'll uh, see you at Logan Martin here in a few days. All right, be careful, man. See y'all. Yeah.